Grace and peace, everyone. I just received a question that I was about to respond to, but I thought that it would be a great follow-up to the podcast that I had just uh, broadcast talking about pat yourself down. So if you haven't heard that yet, I'm going to ask you if you could pause this one and listen to that one. It's about 15, 16 minutes long. And listen to that because I'm piggybacking this message based upon that uh, a question from the first message. And so the question was, how do you, um, and I'm going to just kind of rephrase it, but how do you conduct yourself when you are in the midst of someone who is manipulative and that that person makes being around them uncomfortable? Well, first of all, there's no easy answer to that. Manipulative people, narcissistic people, um, can be challenging to say the least. Um, it's going to wear on your mental health because you're not dealing with that genuine person. You're dealing with someone who has ulterior motives. You're dealing with someone who is under the influence either of their trauma, their pains or demonic spirits or a combination of all. Um, and so it can be very challenging um, it can also be very draining. This is where you may hear those of you in the deliverance um, circle, you may hear the term vampire spirits or draining spirits, people who uh, they have so much spiritual activity. And, you know, and we're not talking about good godly spiritual activity, but they've got so much going on with them to where when you are in their midst, your inner man, your spirit man is fighting and battling to protect you and to preserve you and to defend you from all of what they have going on. And that's a, listen, that's a real battle. Some of you, um, you may have a conversation with someone and by the time you're done, you, you feel fine. You've had a wonderful day and everything has been, you know, on the up and up. But the minute you have a conversation with this person or they come into your your influence, your space, you feel different. You feel drained. Even though you haven't done, you haven't exercised, you hadn't exerted any physical effort. But your spirit man has been pulled and you feel exhausted. You feel drained. And this was what Jesus felt when the Bible said he was pressed among the crowds, right? And the woman with the issue of blood caught him by the hem of his garment. And she caught him with so she let's see how I want to word this. She pulled so much. Now she's this is a good thing now, but I want to also show you how people can do this and work against you. Okay, so now she was pulling because she heard that there was a savior coming, passing by, and he's a healer. He had raised the dead and all of that stuff. So she's pulling for what she needed. Her faith, Jesus said, made her whole. It wasn't anything that Jesus prompted. He didn't turn around to her and say, lift your hands and tell, you know, and, and get ready to receive. It wasn't one of those kinds of things. She pulled on him. And, and, and when she pulled on him, listen, she withdrew his virtue. She withdrew his strength. And so Jesus felt this physiological change taking place. Now, in the natural realm, you may say, well, she just pulled on his clothes. But it was more than that. It was a force behind the pull. Now, again, in this instance, it was a good godly thing. She needed healing. Jesus is the healer and she's pulling that dimension, that virtue from him. And she got it. 
Jesus turned around and the listen, before he could even acknowledge what she did, he said, who touched me? And so the, the apostles were like, what do you mean who touched you? There's crowds of people. Everybody's touching you. Jesus said, no, somebody touched me. So it, I want to kind of frame that really good because there are people who you can be around them and you feel safe. You can let your guard down. You can be yourself. Right. But then there are people that you always have to sort of, you know, have your guards up. And many of you that <laughs> that keep your walls up, you've done that. And I'm, I pray that the Lord will show you when you can take that down. Um, but there are some people you can just be yourself. You can let your hair down. You can be silly. You can be goofy. You can take your shoes off. But then there are some people that you just, you have to watch everything you say. You have to watch everything you do because their motives towards you are impure. They're calculating people, very cunning people, and they're looking to catch you. This is what happened with Jesus. Y'all know I love as an apostle. You got to always talk about Jesus, right? But this is why Jesus uh, was constantly followed and pursued and harassed by the religious folk. They were always looking to find Jesus and catch him in some kind, kind of scandal or what have you. Well, there are people who operate in those kinds of spirits, right? And so when you are around them, you, you can't let your guard down. You have, to, you have to stay guarded, for the lack of a better word. You have to watch what you say. You have to let your words be few. You have to think and double think before you do anything, because, and, and listen, I, I get it. I get it to the person who asked that great question, because I have people like that. When I'm around certain people, there, there's, I cannot be myself. Now, does that mean I'm schizophrenic and double-minded bipolar? No. <laughs> the Bible says, walk in wisdom toward those who are without. In other words, you, you've got to know, and, and Paul talked about, I know when to abase, I know when to bow, I know when to suffer, uh, I know when to be full, I know when to be empty, I know when, to, you have to know how to govern yourself how to behave yourself, how to conduct yourself when you are in different circles. You can't just be one way with everybody, unfortunately. And that does not make you two-faced or whatever word, you know, sometime. No, it just makes you wise because there are some people that you're unsafe around. You understand? And I don't mean like they're going to shoot you. I'm talking about their spirits. You're in hostile territory. So I wanted to to bring this podcast, and I mean, it's really eating into some of my personal time, but I, it, th the question was too loaded to for me to just respond when I knew that there were many others who could benefit from this wisdom that the Holy Spirit has poured out. But, you know, understand that you're not going to be able to be the same way around everybody. You're not going to be able to be, to be the same way based upon what that other person is operating in. And I, I, in this case, I'm just going to assume that we are, you know, walking upright before the Lord as much as we possibly and humanly can. And you're in the midst of someone who, who has uh, some alternative, um, has an alternative agenda. So you can't just let yourself, you, you know, like Jesus, Jesus knew who to reveal himself to. He knew times when he had to speak in parables. Do you remember when you were a child? Well, in my, I'm telling all my age, but me coming up, you know, when a child would enter into a room, the, the adults would do what? They would hush or they would change this. And you could listen, you could almost hear the breaks in the spirit, right? I mean, they'd be chit chatting or whatever. And then the minute a child just walks through the room, just not even, you know, kind of careless like children do, not even thinking. But those adults knew that person entering this room 
cannot be privy to that conversation. And so what will they do? They'll change the whole conversation. Make light, you know, just pick, uh, you know, just change the topic. And then when the child leaves, then they'll get back to the discussion at hand. So, you know, those kinds of things. There are certain people that when you're in your in when you are in their midst, you can't conduct yourself as usual. You have to, by virtue of the environment that you're in, you will have to use wisdom. That's why the Bible says to be wise as, as a serpent and harmless as a dove. You've got to know how to conduct yourself when you're around people like that. And as I stated in my opening, it is going to be challenging and it is going to be it's going to drain you. It really is. I, I wish I had an easier answer for you. I don't. I don't. But I can give you what the spirit of God is telling me. And I can give you some scriptural foundation that Jesus said somebody touched me. Somebody withdrew virtue, withdrew strength. And it wasn't just everybody. It was somebody who had who was intentional and purposeful and 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 determined to pull something from me. And again, that worked for the woman. He turned around first. He said, who touched me? And then when he found out, okay, all right, all's good, all's clear. Then he said, woman, your faith has made you whole. He never prayed for her. He just acknowledged, he, first of all, he acknowledged that something has been taken from me. Something has been extracted from me. When he acknowledged what had happened, determined what had happened, then he blessed her. Okay, yeah, you can have what you took. And I want you to, I kind of want you to follow that whole process there because you need to, when you are in an environment of people who are hostile, who have ulterior motives toward you, you have to, like Jesus, recognize and acknowledge when somebody has touched you or when something is being pulled from you, when you are in those, <clears throat> excuse me, in those environments where you feel like, you know, I have to fight. I'm talking about spiritually. I've got to defend my, I've got to guard myself. I've got to watch. I've got to be careful. You, you will feel yourself clam up. The Holy Ghost of God will restrain you. There'll be certain things that you would normally say in a different conversation. You would not say. And this is why the Bible says to know them which labor among you. You have to know your people. You got to know your circle. You got to know what's happening. You have to be discerning. Because the way that you are with one person, you can't be that way with everybody. So Jesus acknowledged it. Something happened. Somebody took something from me. I didn't give it. I don't know who did it. Let me find out. And once he found out, he said, okay, fine. And he, he, he blessed her to have that. But when you are in an environment where somebody's pulling something from you, you need to acknowledge it. You need to note that. So that moving forward, when you come into that person's presence again, guard yourself. You don't just leave yourself open and then you wonder why you, you can't hardly stay awake. You feel like a truck ran over you. You feel just drained. You just want to go home and go to sleep because somebody pulled virtue. You didn't acknowledge it. And now that person knows, because let me tell you, these spirits know when they, they can tap into something from you and they'll continue to drain you. So you've got to use wisdom. First of all, ask God to restore your strength. Restore your strength. But then confront and deal with that spirit that's tapping into you and shut it down. Remember, Jesus gave that woman. He let her have what she took. He said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. He let her have that. In your case, I command right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command these spirits to, I command my spirit. Let me see how I want to word that. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I rebuke any spirit that comes to drain me and I bind it. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so what you would need to do is put a prayer, put, you know, some type of whatever, however the Holy Spirit words it, you know, for you. Okay. That's what I would use, but your situation may be different, but you need to pray and cover yourself before you enter into, there are certain people before I enter into the environment, I'm already asking God, father word, my mouth of wisdom. There are people, there are literally people that before I call them or come into their presence or come around them or they come around me, I pray and I say, Father, in Jesus name, give me wisdom. Lord, help me to watch what I say. Help me to watch what I do because I know I'm being monitored. And these were, there's a number of names, monitoring spirits, tracking spirits, familiar spirits, uh, you know, you can all of that, all of those names. But at the end of the day, you want to you let that to put that devil on notice. I know the spirit that you're operating in. I know what your motives are. I'm not ignorant of your devices. You come to drain me. You come to sift me so that you can find me in a vulnerable spot and attack me. And so this is why you word, you word yourself, thank you, Holy Spirit, you word yourself and you gird yourself. Ooh, that'll preach real good. Word yourself and gird yourself. But you don't ever just open up and, and, and you know, just, you know, make yourself vulnerable and approachable to anybody. You don't do that. So to answer your question, which was a very, very good question, um, you can't control what other people do. I even tell my students this all the time. Well, Miss Fields, so, so, so. you have no control over what somebody else does, what they say, or even what their cognitive process looks like. You have no control in a perfect world. Yeah, but no, you only have control. Like I said in the first message of your own self-awareness. And this you're talking about self-awareness, understanding this when I'm around you, this is how I feel. When I'm around you, I feel like I can be open. I can be myself. I can let my hair down. I can take my shoes off. I can laugh. I can be silly and not feel condemned or feel judged. As opposed to when I'm around you, I have to dot my I's and cross my T's. I have to pay attention to everything I say. I have to pay attention to everything that I do. So you've got to you've got to do that work. And then in that, and again, it's going to be, it's going to be challenging, but this is where your growth and your maturity is going to come from. Because when you think about Apostle Paul and all the different regions and, and provinces and areas that he went to, every territory Apostle Paul entered into, he confronted some type of hostile spirit. So I say this to you and to all of you, <laughs> but to the degree that you learn how to govern yourself in these environments and around these types of people, it's going to determine how much further God can send you or use you. But if you if you're struggling over your next door neighbor <laughs> and, and you can't, I don't know why these I don't know why she's doing me like this. I don't know why I'm just going to stay at my house. Then you want to shut your own destiny. You're going to you're going to abort your own destiny process. Because God, even though, yes, you can't control what's happening with that other person and why they're treating you the way that they're treating you. But believe me, in that God is doing something in you. Remember, all things are working together for your good, right? So even though, yeah, it's frustrating, it's aggravating, it's annoying. Oh my goodness, it just wears me out. So I've got to learn because I've got to work with this person or I have to live with this person or I have to worship with this person or whatever your relationship thing is. So you have to learn now. You have to, to develop the skill set to survive while you are in the midst of that person. And believe me, it's, it won't be... It's not going to be forever. It's, it's going to be until you've passed it. Until you passed it. 
What happened with David and Saul? Perfect example. The Bible is filled with examples about people, godly men and women of God who were assigned or who worked along with or who were in relationship with folks who were cunning and crafty. And with, with David, Saul was murderous. Saul was uh, plotted all kinds of things, but David never mistreated him. Jesus and Judas. Jesus knew who Judas was from the very beginning. It did not alter who Jesus was. And so these are areas that you as an individual have to grow and mature in how you handle yourself. Because these spirits that are operating in these people are determined to cause you to lose your integrity, lose your job, lose your, your prominence or what have you. It wants to get it. It wants to frustrate you so bad to where you become unseemly and just curse somebody out or do something worse. So you have to maintain your integrity, which means you're going to have to pray before you come into the uh, atmosphere of this person. Father, in Jesus name, this person operates in the spirit of sabotage. This person operates in the spirit of, of narcissism. And God, they provoke me. They are they, the this person. Every time they open their mouth, they attack me. And Father, I feel tempted to retaliate. I mean, just being real, I feel tempted to retaliate. So I ask you, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I ask you, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, to word my mouth with wisdom. Order my steps in your word, right? The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and the Lord takes delight in his way. So, Father, help me, God. Give me wisdom when I'm around this person or around these people. Show me what to say. Holy Spirit, learn, teach me how to bridle my tongue. So, Jesus did it with Judas. David did it with Saul. Abigail did it with Nabal. Um, I could go on. So the, the Bible has plenty. So if you're in a situation like that, what I would encourage you to do is to search the scriptures for people who were in relationship with. And remember, relationships can mean a variety, not all just romantic, can mean a wide variety of things. Look at the relationships of people in the Bible with those who um, provoke them and watch and see how see. Look at the dynamics surrounding that and then learn from it. Okay, Samuel and Saul. Uh, I mean, praise God. So use that as um, examples to help you as you develop that skill set to maneuver through this that season of, um, you know, working alongside crafty people. And that's because that's what they are. Crafty people, cunning people, laying, trying to lay traps and baits for the people of God. So God will give you the wisdom. He will allow he will give you um, a door of escape and he will give you feet like a hind's feet to be able to escape the, tra the traps of the wicked. OK, so that's part two. Again, this was I, I could not text all of that. I could not email all of that. So um, that was a very, very good question. And I encourage you guys, those of you that have questions about. Um, you know, maybe something that I've, I've taught or what have you put that question in the comment section and maybe I'll respond directly to you or the Lord may say, you know what, do a part two and just enhance and add to what you've already said and bring some more understanding. And I'm certainly willing to do that. All right. Well, I pray that that will bless you. So grace and peace until next time. God bless.